It's time to outlive your cubicle, the podcast that helps you get the most out of your health when you spend your day at a desk. Remember, this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. Nothing in our discussion should be construed as medical advice or diagnosis. If you plan to make health changes, be sure to ask your doctor. Now, here's your host, Dan Wool. Welcome, everybody. Episode zero of the Outlive Your Cubicle podcast, Virgin Tour. As the man said, I am Dan Wool. I am your host. Why episode zero? Well, I just wanted to have a brief episode here at the beginning of the list to let you know who I am and what I'm about and what the podcast is all about. Um, about me, I spent 23 years in corporate communications and corporate life uh, doing public relations as a spokesperson and a writer uh, for some very large companies. I worked both inside companies and as an outside consultant uh, over my career. I worked in the entertainment industry and in the technology industry. I ended up at a very large electric utility here in Phoenix, Arizona uh, at my last job. And um, basically, I was always really good at my job. I never liked it. Um, it just wasn't for me, wasn't a great fit. And it stressed me out so bad at one point uh, toward the end that I walked around with uh, a burning gut for about three years and I kept going to doctors and trying to understand what was going on and they kept writing me prescriptions and writing me prescriptions and writing me prescriptions. Or, And eventually I landed in a naturopathic physician's office and she understood what it was right away. It was something called celiac disease. It is an autoimmune condition. It's an allergy to wheat and gluten and those sorts of products. And um, within six months, I was not only in good health, I was in optimized health. And I couldn't believe how easy that was. Um, now, it's not to say there wasn't work for me to do. And uh, going on a gluten-free diet is pretty intense. Uh, when you like pizza and you like beer, I used to brew my own beer and I had to stop. Um, you know, wheat's in a lot of different things. And when you start to run through the list, uh, breads, cookies, crackers, uh, it was all a lot of stuff that I ate and uh, had to make some changes, got some great coaching through it, and uh, I'm out the other side. That also made me very curious uh, about the naturopathic medical profession. And as I got more into it, the more I realized that this is exactly what I've been waiting for my entire life. And uh, having spent so long in corporate life and going back to my office, looking around the cube farm, and realizing that a good third of the people on my floor had something going on. A couple people with cancer, a couple people with heart disease, acne, severe menstrual cramps that kept uh, women out of work, uh, debilitating arthritis. Uh, you name it, somebody probably had it within our company. And when I start to marry the lost time, uh, the lost productivity, um, to that chronic disease, um, I saw that not only was this a calling for me, but it's a, it's a really great opportunity. I really want people to succeed and to be healthy. That is why I went to become a naturopath. Um, and I think that my entire career of taking really complex stuff and breaking it into very simple user-friendly terms that we can use as sound bites on television or to help people understand a new product that was being launched I think we can do this with health, and I think we can do it here on the podcast, and I'm very excited to do it, 
and to do it on all the various uh, you know, platforms I have for that. And I'm very excited uh, to actually meet with patients and get them to health as I do uh, every day in our clinic at Southwest College at Naturopathic Medicine with some really great and experienced doctors as my mentors. So um, that's me. That's why I'm doing this. Um, uh, there's really a lot to it. Just a few philosophical things. Um, I am a really moderate person. I like balance and I like reason. I don't like extremes. Um, I'm not going to be on here recommending extreme diets or, um, or taking dogmatic points of view about different things. I'm here to listen. Uh, I'm here to have some really amazing people uh, come on and, uh, and, and talk about this really interesting and very relevant intersection of business and health. Um, how can we get along uh, better at the office? How can we be better managers? How can we be better leaders? How can we be better at home and then port that to the office? Um, I have a theory that everybody is really, really good at home, or that at least they try to be. I, I think uh, I've had enough medical school to uh, put on a doctor face and uh, have my mind be a little judgy uh, about certain things, but not overly so. Uh, but I think generally the folks who come see us are, they, they're trying to do uh, what they've been told and what they think is good for their health. And in general, it works. Boy, oh boy, though, when we get to the office, all hell breaks loose. We walk in those doors and here comes the bagels and cream cheese. Here come the donuts. Here come the birthday cupcakes, um, you know, which are, of course, smaller than giant cakes, uh, sheet cakes, unless it's ice cream cake. Got to get the ice cream cake. But, you know, we get secretaries with uh, candy bowls. I used to scarf those like crazy. I'd find excuses to be on those floors some days when my energy was failing. Um you know, we go drive through or stop in a Starbucks and get a coffee in the morning with double pump, you know, fill in the blank, uh, full of sugar. Again, not judging, but they're just opportunities of little things that come up in an office environment or that come up because we're so busy. We're so busy that it stresses us out, particularly those of us like me, who's a parent. We're running around trying to get the kids out to school and then we got to go into the office and and then go home and make dinner and get you know get everybody put to bed and where's the time for everything else where's the time to make love to your spouse where's the time uh to stop and take a moment to even uh you know take a breath and practice some meditation where's the time to get to the gym and do some exercises or even just go walk around the block um, that's a challenge that I have, uh, even in medical school, I get home and I'm so tired sometimes that, uh, I, I just, I can't even get around the block and I feel like I'm somebody who's in fairly good health. These are all things that I want to explore on the podcast. And I think that there are lots of different ways that we can take baby steps toward, uh, optimizing our health and they're not hard. And that's what I learned when I originally went uh, to the naturopath for my celiac, again, an extreme condition, but I think we can do it, uh, you know, on a more bite-sized, limited basis here on the podcast. And I'm going to bring in some really interesting people um, to talk about uh, the different issues that I think you're going to like. Um, I'm not a rebel by any stretch of the imagination, but I also am very practical. I think that we have a healthcare system that is too big to succeed at this point. It is run by for-profit corporations, and I worked for 23 years 
uh, in communications and investor relations for some very large companies that were publicly traded. They have to return a profit or a return for the shareholders every quarter, if possible. And when you apply that to the healthcare business, that means a few things, and it's not good for the consumer. Just on the face of it, if you want to make a profit, you need to make more money at less cost. When we apply that to the healthcare system, that means we need to have more customers paying more money with fewer services or less costly services, which means less quality services. And folks, this is not getting any better. The other thing that we have in the healthcare business is an acute and chronic disease mismatch. We have the greatest healthcare system in the world uh, for acute care. If I need surgery, I'm going to a hospital, I'm going to have a great surgeon, and my outcomes are going to be outstanding. Uh, if I have an accident, uh, same thing. The emergency room is going to fix me up. Uh, I probably should have been dead in that accident, and they save lives. I've seen it. I've shadowed doctors in the ER. It's absolutely amazing. Where this is starting to break down over the last couple decades is in treating chronic disease. We have a massive rise in chronic disease. These are things like, uh, at their extremes, cancer and heart attacks and heart disease, and at the margins, uh, things like autoimmunity, like what I have. Uh, uh, autoimmune diseases might include you know, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, you might have uh, diabetes. Um, these are all things that do not fit the acute care system. Sometimes, they, like in autoimmune conditions, they can't even figure it out right away. And in the more chronic conditions, like I said, diabetes, um, they're going to treat it with drugs. And ultimately, um, if it is so far gone, they're going to treat it with surgery. And there are so many other ways to go. Um, in the naturopathic uh, world, we spend a lot of time with our patients. When you come in and see us, we spend an hour, sometimes two hours, uh, with a new patient to try to understand the totality of their condition. So we're looking at the whole person. We're trying to get to the root cause. When was the last time you went into your primary care provider and they tried to get a root cause? Uh, hey, I had the flu when it came around. I went in, they gave me a drug, they gave me a flu shot. I left, I saw him for five minutes. My primary care provider, I'll be honest with you, I haven't actually seen the guy in eight years. I've seen his medical assistants. Um, I've been going to his office for years. That's where we're at at, at this point. It's very efficient, uh, don't get me wrong, um, and it is what it is, but that's the state. Uh, and if you do have a chronic disease, um, uh, at least in the naturopathic world, drugs and surgery are a last resort, not a first-line treatment. And we're going to look at the whole person, we're going to treat the root cause, and try to get to that and we're going to start gentle with things that really work that are tried and true and uh, try to try to get you better and in the best case scenario to get you optimized so that's basically it for this episode in future episodes a little more on naturopathic medicine more about exploring practical ways to stay healthy at work finding balance between home and work and some great guests to educate and inspire you, starting with the next episode. So tune in. You've just consumed another episode of Outlive Your Cubicle. You can find us on the web at cubicleclinic.com, at Cubicle Clinic on Facebook and Instagram. On Twitter, you can find me, Dan Wool. That's at Dan Wool, D-A-N-W-O-O-L. 
If you like this episode, do us a favor, please. Review it on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you're listening. It's been a production of Cubicle Clinic LLC and Cubicle Clinic Media. Voiceover intro by DJ Dave Bernstein. Graphics by Brennan's Design. Until next time, eat well, play loud, and outlive your cubicle. Thanks for listening.